the Baseball by the Yard podcast, episode number three. If you're giving 100%, then you need to stop. Hey folks, listen up. Baseball has a problem. On the positive side, new technology allows players and coaches to see, measure, and collect data on just about anything we want. But ask anybody who has been around the game for a while, and they will tell you that something is missing. What I think is missing are the finer points of the game. Field awareness, the mental side, the approach, the ability to know when and how to make adjustments, baseball IQ, and the ability to think for yourself on the baseball field. Those things you can't measure, but if players don't have those skills, their days in the game of baseball are numbered. Do you agree? If so, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Baseball by the Yard podcast, the podcast dedicated to teaching all those finer points of the game to players and coaches. I'm Coach Bob McCreary, former professional player and coach. Let's start the show, and let's start changing how we teach the game. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome. I am Coach Bob McCreary. If you are new to the site, thanks so much for taking the time to stop by and listen to what I have to say. Um, if you had a chance to take a look at and listen to the first couple episodes, you'll notice that I'm still tinkering with a lot of the settings and the music and everything. So if you have any feedback for me, uh, shoot me an email. Go to baseballbytheyard.com and you can get my email address. And any feedback would be very appreciated. Uh, when you're a content creator, whether it's a blog or videos or and now podcasts, uh, Sometimes you feel like you're doing all this content for yourself because uh, you don't typically get a lot of feedback from the people who are out there. So if you do have something to say, whether it's uh, good or constructive criticism, then certainly shoot it my way. Uh, I take all that into consideration. Okay, today's podcast. The title says, if you are giving 100%, then you need to stop. Okay, so that's kind of a provocative title there. So I'll certainly have some explaining to do. But before I get into that, let me tell you a little story. Um, what triggered this uh, topic for the podcast was a couple things. Uh, I had read an article years ago uh, about an event, which I'll explain here in a little bit. And then the other day, I saw something online where somebody was talking about 100% effort and so forth. And I kind of put the two together and then came up with this idea for the podcast. So here's here's how the story went. So this is a true story. So... There was a guy in California who was a he was an avid mountain biker, and where he lived, uh, he lived fairly close to a mountain range, probably the Sierra Nevadas uh, out there in California. And so he was kind of having a bad week and decided, you know what, this weekend I got to get out and I got a mountain bike. I got to get out in the fresh air and so forth. So I'm sure he strapped his bike to his car, took off, and went off and did his mountain biking thing. So. He is up in the mountains, and he's cruising along and just enjoying the day, probably enjoying the nice weather and smelling the flowers and feeling the the warm air on his face as he's flying down the trails, just having a blast. And then he got to a particular section where he had to leave the trail and go on a road, a paved road, for about a mile stretch before he was able to get back onto the dirt trail and continue with his, his biking. So he gets on the road and he hears this clicking noise. And so he looks down and between his feet and he doesn't see any like stick or something uh, in the gears at all. And so he keeps pedaling 
And then he, he keeps hearing it. It's a little louder. So he looks back and looking at the brakes and so forth on, on his you know rear wheel. But he doesn't notice anything. So he keeps riding and he, he keeps hearing this noise. And he's like, where the heck is this noise coming from? So he looks back and behind his bike, maybe about 15 feet or so, is a mountain lion coming after him. So the clicking noise was the claws of the mountain lion clicking as it was hitting the pavement. And he didn't realize what was going on until, of course, he looked back and he sees this mountain lion. So he said uh, he probably has never pedaled his bike faster at that point than he ever had in his life. And he said, I wasn't sure if like a mountain bike can actually run faster than I was biking. Maybe it just got tired or, or whatever it was or just felt this is too much work. So he, he puddles, he pedals like a bat out of hell and he eventually takes a peek back and it's no longer there. It must have broke off and went in the woods or something like that. And so he carried on with his day. So apparently he was fine. Um, mountain lion did not catch him, obviously, and he was able to get out of that situation. Now, the reason why I chose that story and the connection to baseball is kind of as follows here. So obviously, as he's riding, he's not given 100%. It's not until he sees the mountain lion that he takes off and his body says, now you need 100% because his life is now in jeopardy. Now, during the day, uh, I'm a high school teacher. One of the courses that I teach is AP Psychology. So there are boatloads of things that I talk about every single day in class that certainly have a baseball connection. But one of the things that psychologists also focus on is how the body responds to stress. All of our bodies have an autonomic nervous system, which uh, I guess most people wouldn't call it. They would call it the fight or flight mechanism. Okay, So there, is, there are parts of our brain and so forth that are constantly monitoring our environment, looking for threats. And if there is a potential threat, your body then gets you all amped up to either run or to fight. Okay. And so obviously when the biker looked back and saw that mountain lion, within a second, his autonomic nervous system kicked in and his endocrine system kicked in and did an adrenaline dump. And the adrenaline triggered his heart rate to uh, increase, his breathing to increase, it's nature's way of basically saying, I need to keep you alive. And so the whole mechanism of triggering all these bodily responses to stress happens automatically because it's nature's way of saying, this is too important for you to think about. I'm going to take care of this automatically. And so in probably less than a second, his body amped up so that he could apply full force to that bike and get away from the mountain lion. And so... When I, when I title this, if you're giving 100%, then you need to stop. The reason why that's good advice for baseball players is because baseball is not like a, getting chased by a mountain lion. In psychology, there were two gentlemen who did studies on this. Their name was Yerkes and Dotson, and they created the Yerkes-Dotson Law. So let me explain what the law basically says. It says that every task requires a certain level of, they call it arousal, but we'll just say amped up, okay? Arousal to a psychologist is nothing sexual. It's, it's how your body responds to stress and gets you amped up. Heart rate, breathing, body temperature, all those things that engage when you are in a stressful situation. 
And they basically said that every, every activity or task requires a different level of arousal. So, for example, if you ever watched uh, a weightlifter, let's say a weightlifter who was going for the gold medal in the Olympics, uh, prior to him walking up to the bar that he only has to lift one time, you can see that he's getting all amped up, probably jumping up and down, maybe slapping his face and his arms and so forth. You can see he's really getting amped up because to psychologists, that would be called a simple task. Now, simple doesn't mean easy. Okay, lifting that much weight is not easy, but it's a simple task because it doesn't involve a lot of mental thought and critical thinking. Okay, it's a physical activity. And when something is more physical in nature, your body needs to get amped up so that your body can get ready for that physical exertion. That's what the biker's body got him to do. Immediately amped him up because the body says, you need to get out of here and you need to pedal as, as fast as you have ever pedaled. And so it's more of a physical thing. And that's why the body got amped up. Now, if you look at, if, conversely, if you look at, say, a golfer or let's say a, a football quarterback, though, those tasks uh, require a lot more calmness. You can't have the body amped up like a weightlifter if you're a quarterback because it's just not going to work. Uh, you need to be calmer. Same thing with a golfer. And same thing with a baseball player. Baseball is a very mental game. But if your body is getting amped up like it's a physical task, like a weightlifter, or in the case of the guy being chased by the mountain lion, it's not going to work. Okay, so 100% effort got that mountain biker to escape the mountain lion. 100% in baseball is not going to help, okay, because of what these two guys discovered. So if you picture a graph, picture uh, an inverted U or an upside down on a graph. As the line goes up from the left, it goes up kind of like a bell curve. And then at the peak, Yerk Dotson said, that's the optimal arousal level. So if you're less than the height or the peak of the arousal, then you're not going to be able to perform very well. If you're to the right and now you're heading downward, well, that's not good either. Now you're too aroused, you're too amped up, and your performance suffers. And so what you're looking for is the peak level of arousal that is needed for that particular task. Now, I've never read any studies uh, in terms of what the actual number would be, but my guess, it's going to be significantly lower than 100%. 100% effort is not going to help you if you're a pitcher and you have to think, where do I throw the ball? What's the situation? What pitch should I throw? That requires more complex thinking. Pedaling away from a mountain bike, that is a simple task. It's physical. And so you need 100% physical effort. Pitchers, hitters, that's more of a complex task. And so you have to calm down. You can't be at 100% amped up or else that is not going uh, to work. So a lot of studies have been done on in psychology related to that. But basically, every hitting coach will tell you, listen, you got you can't grab the bat so tight. You got to relax. Okay, uh, relaxing the muscles allows for better speed, whether it's arm speed, bat speed, running speed, and so forth. So I think there's something to the fact that we probably shouldn't be telling kids to get all amped up because typically. When you have, say, high school kids and college kids playing, 
they usually put too much pressure on themselves. And when they put too much pressure on themselves, their body starts to react in a fight or flight me method, and it actually hurts their performance. Getting them to calm down, to relax, to not give 100% effort is typically what we want from players. We have to get them to that optimal level of being amped up that is required for baseball. So very often when we're working with little kids, it isn't that they're not amped up. It's that they need to go backwards. They need to calm down in order to perform. So a lot of good messages there for coaches and players. Now, I could hear some critics out there saying, all right, well, I can understand the not 100% effort physically, but what we mean really is 100% focus. And I don't think that's correct either, because that biker had 100% focus. Now, what the body does when you are in a stressful situation, it narrows your focus to the point where you have tunnel vision. I can guarantee you that if you interviewed that biker when he was getting away from that mountain lion, I can guarantee you he no longer smelled the flowers that he was smelling prior to seeing the mountain bike. I guarantee you his face no longer felt the warmth air and the warm sun as he was biking. It's nature's way of saying, I'm going to get you to focus only on what you need to focus to survive. And that is what is directly right in front of you and pedaling as fast as you can. And so your brain will tune out anything that is not involved in your direct survival. So let me ask you coaches, if you've been around for a while, I guarantee there's, there's been some times where you've gone out in the mound in a stressful situation and you have a really good talented pitcher on the mound and you look in his eyes and he is a deer in headlights. That's an indication that his body and mind are so amped up that he is probably having tunnel vision. Maybe he forgets to throw to a base. Things that he does normally every time in practice and then when he gets in the game, he can't do it. That's what happens to the body when you're under stress. Uh, your body gets amped up, but your focus narrows as well, and you then have tunnel vision. And that is not good, because then players are not going to have an awareness of what's going on around them. So I've seen many cases of that, and I'll do more uh, podcasts on the topic of focus, because there's a lot lot more to that than just saying simple, simple term focus. A lot more details that I'll get into in the future. So if you're giving 100% then you need to stop. Try to get kids to calm down. And it's okay to not give 100%. In fact, in a complex mental sport like baseball, you can't be at 100%. Otherwise, your body is going to start to work against you. And not just your body, but your mind as well. Okay, coaches, so yeah, just be careful when you are trying to get your kids to give 100%. Sometimes putting more pressure on them to uh, push, push, push uh, can actually push them in the wrong direction. Okay, so like always, I try to now look back on a past post that I've done that is often related to the main topic. And so this post was a written post, and I need to take you back to March 6, 2014. On that morning, I posted a written post called Level of Mastery. And it also has something to do with what happens 
when you are in a stressful situation. I'm sure if you're a coach or maybe if you're a player listening to this, you, you may have either said this or heard someone say it, that let's say you, you're getting on a kid uh, for, let's say, not, not doing a drill particularly well or how you want them to do it. And the kid may say something like, well, don't worry, because when I get in the game, I'll do it correctly in the game. And unfortunately, that's not how stress works. Okay, There is a saying that says, when you're put in a stressful situation, your body will revert to whatever level you have mastered. And this is where bad, ha- bad habits can be long-lasting, Okay, because we try to uh, do a lot of repetitions and try to do something correct. But until we do that, every time we're put in a stressful situation, our body goes back to our bad habit. Now, if you're a private instructor out there, you probably have seen this a lot. Maybe a, maybe a dad who's working with their kid and in the garage or the backyard when they're working on a particular part of their swing, they do it fine. But when they get in the game, they go right back to doing that particular mechanic incorrectly. And it's not because the kid's not trying. It's just that's what happens to the body. The kid has just not mastered that mechanic yet. And when he does, even in the stressful situation, because he's mastered that mechanic, then he will start to do it not only in the backyard, but in games uh, as well. So I was watching a video the other day uh, with Freddie Freeman. It was done in spring training a couple of years ago, and he was hitting off a tee, and he was telling the person who was interviewing him kind of how he approaches his pregame and workout routine and so forth. And he said some really interesting things. He says, I take a very boring batting practice. And he also said that when people come by and they watch me hit off a tee, they, uh, I guarantee that some of them think that I'm not even trying. That's because when he, he does his pregame routine and so forth, he doesn't do things at full speed. His focus is really only on the process. And if he's doing a swing, he is focusing on the perfect process of his swing. And he's not really interested in doing it 100% speed like he would in the game. And he said that's just the way he does it, whether he's hitting a ball for tee or fielding ground balls. Uh, he's really focusing on the perfect mechanics, ingraining those step-by-step procedures of hitting and fielding over and over and over again. Now, he also said that when a game starts, naturally the competitive competitiveness of the game is going to speed your body up. Because like I said earlier, your body starts to get amped up when there's more competitiveness and so forth. But as long as his body knows how to do the procedure perfectly, even though the game speeds up during the game, his body has mastered that mechanics because of all the repetitions, and he will still continue to perform at a perfect level, even though the stress has amped up. So that's the danger with players who are young who don't put a lot of effort into practice in terms of doing mechanics correctly, because they think that they'll all of a sudden concentrate more and be able to do it in the game. That's just not how it works. If you have not mastered a particular mechanic, when you get in the game, your body is going to go back to whatever level you have mastered. And if through a lot of bad habits, you have mastered the wrong way to do something, when the stress kicks up, your body's going to take you back to doing the very wrong thing. So, this is the, uh, here, here's a tip for coaches, okay? This is why when uh, when I've run teams, particularly as kids get older, I, I rarely have them do drills at game-like speed. They don't need to, 
Okay, what they need is perfect process. They need to focus on the exact footwork of fielding a ground ball. They need to work on the exact procedure of their swing. And they don't have to do it at 100% speed. They can do it in a slower motion. As long as they're doing the process perfectly, they'll be fine. And if they do that over and over and over again, when they get in the game, they will naturally speed up, but their body will still follow that same procedure. It will go on autopilot because they've done the proper procedure over and over and over. So good tips there for both coaches and players. Okay, so to summarize today, we talked about the concept of 100% effort. 100% effort and focus are, uh, as I explained, not always good things. Baseball requires a lot of awareness, uh, a lot of critical thinking, fine motor skills, and unfortunately, those are the very things that erode or even disappear when the body gets amped up and goes through that fight or flight. So I'll deal with this concept more in the future because it's one thing to tell a kid, hey, you need to calm down. The kid knows that. What he doesn't know is how to actually do that. And so future podcasts, I'll give more of an application, uh, a lot of techniques that kids can actually do in the seconds before they have to perform uh, in order to try to calm their body down so that they can perform at an optimal level. So stay tuned for those podcasts. Okay, so let's take us out and we'll call it a day. Hey everybody, before you leave, if you like the show, you can be a big help when it comes to spreading the word. First, check out BaseballByTheYard.com. Be sure to subscribe and take what I call the five post challenge. Read any five of my blog posts, and I think you'll find that there's no baseball instructional website like it online. Second, check out the over 200 videos I've posted on YouTube for players and coaches. While you're there, subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so that you're notified every time I post a new video. And lastly, like, comment, and leave a review on all these platforms to help other people get this information too. I'm Coach Bob McCreary. Thank you so much for your time and best of luck on your baseball journey.